welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, episode 43. I think it's 40. I think I just looked, it's 42. 42. Life, the universe, 20. and everything. Fucking 22, 21 days ago, wow. it says. Man, we've been slacking. <laughs> well, actually, we, the problem is we haven't been slacking. We've actually had to be busy in our real lives, which is even worse than slacking, if you ask me, you know. Uh, we, have like one, we have like one day that coordinates together. Yeah, uh, and that happens. Um, but like, unfortunately, I did get a chance to see a lot of the Coen Brother movies. So <clears throat> nice. Uh, and it's pretty cool that I got to see some of the Co- Coen Brother movies that I have never seen. Um, Which ones did you watch? Uh, I watched um, Barton Fink. I watched. Have you seen that before? Hail Caesar. No, I'd never seen Barton Fink before. Okay. Cool, uh, cool. I watched Hail Caesar, which I had seen before. I watched mm. um, Fargo, of course, because uh, mm. we, whenever I brought it up to the people watching it, they were like, "Oh, well, you got to watch Fargo." You know? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I do. I was hoping to watch some of the ones that I'd never heard of, or uh, <laughs> and um, uh, the, a serious man I had never seen, mm. and. Uh, I, I was going to watch Intolerable Cruelty, but then I got sucked into going to Infinity War instead. <laughs> I, I think Intolerable Cruelty is like one of their worst ones, I think. Really? Well, you know, I kind of wanted to bring up that I did not like um, the A Serious Man that much. Oh, really? Wow, okay. See, now here's and you can, <laughs> you can rebut this with me. Here's yeah, my, yeah, yeah. here's my thing. One of the things yeah. I love about Coen Brothers movies is like mm-hmm. good or bad. It's usually never a movie I've seen before. You know, like yeah. I'm like, hey, there's nothing like that movie. Whereas <laughs> when I watched A Serious Man, I was like, you know, I've seen this movie before. Like it's like Fatal Attraction or. Uh, there was a movie with Julia Roberts in it, like in the eighties, where she is like being stalked by a dude. Like you know, the freaking creepy stalker trope is been done a lot in movies. What I don't think we're talking about the same serious man. <laughs> really, I don't think so. With uh, Michael Schulberg, he's it's it's a it's really it's a, like a really it's like a really Jewish movie, like like that movie. I must have watched a totally different movie. I think you watched something else. I, you know, I must have because because the... this is like just like, like this. Is, if anything, this is like the opposite of all of those movies you just mentioned. Really? Okay. Well, the yeah, movie, yeah. The movie I watched had Hillary Swank in it and <laughs> fucking Negan from Walking Dead. What the fuck was that? And she like rents. <laughs> now see, this makes sense because I was like, this is not like a Coen Brothers movie at all. And I was like, I don't understand what the fuck kind of crack they were smoking when they made this movie because it's your typical stupid like freaking B stalker movie. All right, well, I'll exactly. eat my worms. I'll eat my worms. <laughs> eat your worms too. Can you look up and see what that is? Can you can you yeah, find out what that yeah, movie is? Yeah, like, you know, I'll, legit? I'll, I'll look it up because that's really that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, I was like for a second, I was like, did I watch the wrong movie? Did I not read into it enough? <laughs> I was like, I was, like, hey, I really, I was not, really trying. That's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely not the same movie. All right, Man, well, okay. I am an idiot. 
and, and like I said, this movie, I, I'm gonna have to freaking look. You know, I know what I know what happened was I had a bunch of movies in my queue, and I think I actually just freaking hit the wrong movie. Now I'm I mean, gonna, I, I mean, I, I can see like how that that title kind of lends itself to like like those maybe types I, of movies. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I mean. or like uh. You know, maybe I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I got that confused. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Let me see if I can look at Hilary Swank's freaking uh, yes. filmography and find out what the name of that movie was. Yeah. Speaking of Jeffrey, Jeffrey did you say Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in it? Is that, that's Negan, right? Yes. He's terrible. I fucking hate that dude. Like in everything he's in. Yeah, I'm not a real big. I'm not a real big fan of her either. To be or him either. I'm not a real big fan of the Walking Dead anymore either. I'm like three seasons behind. I think. Or I think it's only been like two seasons, but it feels like it's been like five seasons. Yeah. I think. I think I'm only like one or two seasons behind, but I just haven't gotten back into it. What was this called? No, no. Uh, I was gonna say because a serious man is like a like I watch I rewatched it again like I think it's like one of their masterpieces. It's so fucking like good and just See, provoking. Now, now I feel like, <laughs> like dumb, and I should have probably resident. Resident is what it's called. It, okay. It's called the resident, and it was a terrible movie. Like I was just like. Like, I was like, what are the freaking... That sounds Coen terrible. Brothers? I was like, what are the Cohen brothers smoking? Like, me and Pat are watching it. And I'm like, this is so, <laughs> like, out of character for these guys. I was like, you know, every movie they've ever done, you know, whether I liked it or hated it, I had to give it up for its originality, you know? It was different than everything I've ever seen. I was like, but this is, like, the most overdone freaking trope. And it's not even done nearly as well as a bunch of other people did it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh yeah <laughs> well what show do you watch so you watched hell caesar again did you like it again oh did yeah, yeah. Like it? I, I thought that was a great movie you know I, I i think it's really funny and even though i'm not a huge george clooney fan i thought he was great in that you know like he plays like mm. the idiot version of george clooney like so well in that yeah did, have you seen burn after reading have you seen that oh one? yeah yeah Cause I rewatched that one because it was on Netflix. I was like, I was watched a serious man, and I watched that just because it was on on Netflix. And I'm not a big fan of that one. Actually, we'll be watching. I was like, I don't. It's like there's like a good half hour in there somewhere, like throughout. But like the, for the most part, I'm not a big fan of that movie. And George Clooney in that one kind of annoys me. Really? See, I, like I <laughs> thought it was funny because he was such a freaking pompous idiot in it. You know. I mean, the, the for. I mean, Harold Caesar, he's perfect, but like, right after reading, he he had like a bunch of ticks. It just seemed like he was just trying to be funny. Yeah. And like, it wasn't quite. He kind of like toned it down like halfway through the movie. Somehow, like, they stopped with all the ticks. Right. But that movie it didn't quite click with me. That one and, yeah, like, Intolerable Cruelty is the one. And I think Lady Killers, a lot of people like that one, but I. I don't think that one's very good either. I, I wasn't a real big fan of the Lady Killers either. No, it's, it's been a long time I've seen that. That's the one with Tom Hanks, <clears throat> right? Yeah, and he's like pretty funny in it. But and again, it's like a good forty-five minutes in that movie too. But then like they just like it goes somewhere else where you're just like I don't know what's happening and it's really well, boring. And, and... I, I was gonna say that was my problem with it was I I don't think I even finished that now that yeah. you're like mentioning it because. <laughs> 
I, I got yeah. bored. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like, there was no, I didn't care. You know, like that mm. was kind of one of the things about uh, Barton Fink that I liked was they took a character that I thought I wasn't going to care about and somehow made me care about him, even though he didn't, he doesn't really have a personality or do anything on his own, you know? He's right. He's right in a wrestling picture. Yeah, he's right in a wrestling <laughs> picture, and he doesn't care about wrestling. So instantly, I'm like, "Well, this guy sucks," <laughs> you know? Because he's he seems like that type of guy. Seems like everybody that I know out here, kind of, who's like struggling to be a writer. Right. I don't know how many times I've talked to like friends of mine who are like trying to write too, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm writing this horror movie, but I really hate horror movies." I'm just like. And why the fuck are you writing a horror movie? Yeah, like, yeah. especially like, if you're struggling, you know. It's like, and, and it's like, it's like beneath them, and it's like, well, let me fucking write because I love fucking horror, horror movies. movies. Yeah, I can it's write, not beneath me. I can write horror movies all day because I love it. Well, okay, a, 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 an example is the reason that Quentin Tarantino has a rags to riches story is because. He wrote scripts based on movies that he absolutely loved, you know, and yeah. you see it in every movie. Like whether you love or hate his movies, you can see that he absolutely loves the genre that he's writing in when he's writing in it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's like a lot of like some some horror movies you see they're like they try not to classify themselves as horror movies, right? And you see them like make a horror movie and kind of tell they're like. Well, we can do a horror movie, but we can do it like better because, yeah, because we don't we're pretentious, respect the genre. We're pretentious as fuck, and, yeah. You know, and we think that yeah. yeah, this is beneath us, and you know, and especially like how you know how he's kind of like looking down on the whole pro wrestler thing, and uh, yeah, it was like it was like which well, is what everybody does too, which yeah, is annoying. Yeah, but. absolutely, and like and that, that's that's something that kills me. It's always killed me with whenever I've been around a lot of like my movie friends or my like quote unquote theater friends, it's like, how can you claim to love the theater and hate professional wrestling? It's like the <laughs> greatest theater in the universe, you know? And you have to be able to like do a backflip too. Like, and, like, yeah. and like, like, you have to like kick it. somebody like, just like all the athleticism that goes into it too, while trying to tell a story. It's like, that's, that's insane. Come yeah. on. Guys. Yeah. And, you're like, and, and, you know, freaking Lawrence of Olivier never broke his neck doing freaking Shakespeare, you know? <laughs> and, and they're like, continued and continued to act. And like, then showed <laughs> up. Yeah. I wish that was a, I wish that was a genre called wrestling pictures. That would be. That would be awesome. Um, (laughs) You know, like I actually got into an argument with a creative writing teacher at one point in time um, because there's an author, and he's a very good author named Stephen Dobbins, Mm -hmm. and he I I love his novels, but he wrote a book uh, where the main character was a professional wrestler, and Mm -hmm. I think like apparently my creative writing teacher is like good personal friends with this author. Right. And he saw that I was yeah. reading this Stephen Dobbins book and he's like, Oh, I know Stephen really well. We, we, you know, we drink together whenever I'm in New York and you know, he's basically mm. bragging him up. He's like, what do you think of the book? And I was like, I like all of his other novels, but I hate this one because you can tell he's not a fan of professional wrestling. And I <laughs> he was like, 
Like, well, how do you know that? And I was like, because it talks about how he's bleeding in the ring, and it doesn't talk about how he cut himself to bleed. And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he gets hit. It talks about how he gets hit with the chair, and then it bursts open his forehead, and he bleeds. I was like, that's a work, mm. okay? See, that's fake. What happens is you get hit with a chair, and then you take a razor blade out of your wristband, <laughs> and you cut your face so that you bleed. You know, and, and there's another one. Okay, did, did Daniel Day-Lewis ever get so into his method acting that he took a razor blade and slashed himself on the face for a fucking roll? <laughs> for, like, for like a house show, for yeah. like 200 people. Yeah, exactly. For like 200, for 200 people and like $35 and maybe a free hot dog from the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to sell his own merchandise afterwards right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like no i don't think so no definitely not um <laughs> and, and it's you know and it just kind of that that's always kind of got to me is that you know like i've always kind of had two different worlds of of friends <clears throat> like that that and like all of my artist quote-unquote artist friends they always are shitting on it and i'm just like you know it's the ultimate. Like, yes, it's extremely base, but that's the point. You know, that's the point of all theater is to connect people with their basest emotions. You know, <laughs> that's always my problem when I invite people over to watch wrestling, and some people who've watched wrestling who stop watching or don't watch it, and like have real strong opinions towards stuff. Right, <laughs> and like they'll like be like, be like point out things, be like, that's so fake. You didn't even hit him. I was like. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I'm watching it. Like, see that? Come yeah. Like, I watch it. I, I get it. Like, don't tell me it's fake. I got you. Like, yeah. We, don't well, don't, don't tell me thing. it's like, it, it's like, it's like, don't tell me. I got it. I, know, I understand since, what you're saying. Since we were freaking nine years old, we've known it's fake. It's like, I, I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, like oh, I was oh, like, I, I get it, dude. Like, just go away. Yeah, you know what was great? Actually, this is this is a great story. Um, you know, I live with a family. Uh, I like rent, mm. you know, space off of a family. And there's these two little girls, these twin girls that I live with. And it's <laughs> these two twin girls. And the one girl punches the other girl. And the girl immediately says, you better back off, Missy, or I'm going to John Cena you. Okay. and i don't even know what that means right like i'm just like yeah. that's awesome like john cena has become a threatening verb like that's just so cool that these nine-year-old girls or whatever she's like i'm gonna john cena and i was like oh skylar you should tell her you'll randy ortner right back you know and then her mom is like you know wrestling's stupid nowadays it's all fake now you know when i was a kid it was real <laughs> And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, that this freaking 37-year-old woman still thinks that back in the 80s when Hulk Hogan was wrestling, it was 100% a freaking shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Duke, the dumpster drozy, was a real dumpster, like a real, real, yeah. real garbage man. Yeah, man. He like, just wrestled on the side. Like, yep, that was a real... Real person, sure, and they they totally dug, <laughs> they totally dug Kamala's out of the jungles of fucking Uganda, 
<laughs> brought him to brought him to the United States to face IRS him. was an IRS guy yeah. who just wanted to collect people's taxes. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, and you better you better hope that freaking Irving or uh, what's Isaac Yankum didn't get a hold of old IRS because he's pulling teeth. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> well, hell, Isaac Yankum's still around. That's Kane. Is it? Yeah, that was Kane's first gimmick. Was he was Isaac Yankum DDS? That's that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I have a story like similar to your the two little girls story. Emmett, I I'll watch wrestling with Emmett sometimes, and mm-hmm. like we'll just watch the pay per views. Right. And a couple times in in daycare, he's been like gotten in trouble because he's like pulled other kids down on to the ground and then sat on them. Oh, and I'm pretty nice. sure it's because of. Yeah, sure basically, I think it's... Want, like making him watch wrestling, and so now he's gonna take that out. He's he just like he's he just like some poor kid out of nowhere. It's just the best hearing. He's like, yeah, he pulled some kid down and then just sat on him. I was like, yeah, that might be that might be my fault. Sorry. <laughs> oh well. Um, so yeah, back to the uh, Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers. Um, nice. Something that Pat pointed out that I thought was was fantastic. Uh, uh, it was a good observation, and he said, you know, mm. he said, one of the things I really like about the Cohen brothers as writer slash director producers is that they mm. have a core group of really talented actors that they always use. Um, yeah, you know, like John Satoro and Steve Buscemi. Mm. Uh, and he said, you know, they always seem to find a place for them because they recognize how talented those guys are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think fairly recently they've they've, they've, they've like like during the '90s. I think that was the case. Like now, I think they I forget who they use. I think George Clooney they've used a lot, and then yeah, I think Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin a couple of times, which is cool. Yeah, I like Josh Brolin. So. But uh. So yeah, yeah, and I mean they, I mean they add everything themselves as well. Yeah, back in the day. Well, and so. like that was the thing about when I watched this stupid Hillary Swank movie that was, I was like, when's it gonna be funny? <laughs> I was like, when is it gonna be funny? I was like, it's not funny. And I mean, even their darkest movies are funny, you know? Yeah, yeah. I watched like, uh, or you watched No Country as well, right? And, and I we watched. I started be watching True Grit before you called. Because the True Grit remake is pretty pretty great too. Yeah, it's good. But um, and, you know, and those are arguably two of their darker movies, and they're still both really funny movies. Yeah, yeah, like No Country. Yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones is hilarious in No Country. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like all of the guys are all. Like, Josh Brolin's hilarious in it. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's stuff that I don't think was supposed to be funny that I thought was really funny. Like when he shoots that dog, I know it was supposed to be intense, but I laughed. <laughs> you know, like when the dog is swimming up the river, it's awesome because it really captures like how menacing and dangerous a dog like that is. Like they really do a good job of of putting that fear in you. And then when he just blasted in the head, like it was just such a shock that I laughed out loud. Well, yeah, because he's like blowing the gun, it's like the barrel of the gun to clean it out. Yeah. So he just so he can shoot them. It's like, you know, and he's got that whole like he captures that whole like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck like so good you know 
Like seeing a dog swim swim downstream after you is terrifying. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, it, come it, on, it's absolutely <laughs> freaking scary. And and to know that this dog isn't fucked. Like it's not the dog that's just gonna like bark at you and then run away when you come near it. You know, like it's not even concerned with barking barking because it's too busy, like concentrating on ripping your throat out. <laughs> Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, well, and I think that's all the ones I watched. Hail Caesars, I think, fantastic. I think it's. I think. What do you think of Barton Fink? Did you think there was anything else? Be. I know there's like there's all kinds of theories about what that movie's actually about. Hmm. I never actually looked up anything today because uh, I was lazy. Yeah, you know. Now I love. <laughs> I, I love that the whole the whole thing was because I think it's supposed to be about like. About like Nazis, really? Right? I think it, is that right? I mean, I don't know. It happened in 1941, and there was definitely a whole like anti-Semitism vibe in it. You know, like the freaking the, the detectives said, you know, oh yeah, you know that's a Jewish last name, isn't it? And he's like, yes. And he's like, I didn't think this hotel was restricted. <clears throat> You know, from back in the day, whenever they wouldn't allow Jews in certain establishments, or you know, if you were Jewish, you couldn't join certain clubs. And was it like a Dante's Inferno type of thing? I'm not sure what the connection is. I think there's something else to it. I just I never like really connected with any of the stuff that they always said, though. Yeah, I think um, Coen Brothers are on a whole another level of stuff that they're they're writing. It's like <laughs> they won't tell you what it's about. Right, like as, sure. you know, if you figure it out, great. If you don't, it's great. But you know, the cool thing—it's like with, with like Stanley Kubrick too—is where, like, yeah, supposedly he's got like all of these other levels in his writing and his movies, but at mm. the same time, if you don't get any of that, you're still watching an entertaining movie. You know, you don't have to read all this crazy sublevel stuff into it. You know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was like. There's all kinds of theories about Brian Fink, like it's about like filmmaking in general, like it's the whole filmmaking process or something like that. And that sometimes stuff always makes it feel like that means just makes it a lesser movie, I think, if it's just about a movie about making movies, but it's not really a movie about making. You know what I mean? It's like right. I always hate those things. Was like, oh, this is a parable for making movies. It's like I don't who fucking get, like. I feel right. like hate the. I feel like a Tarantino movie was even like compared to that. I was like, I don't. I hope that's not the the point of his movie. <laughs> like whatever movie it was, like I hope that's not the point because it's terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely there's <clears throat> definitely a lot of satire in the studio system in there, like for sure. You know, yeah. where he's just like, look, it's a wrestling picture. You either have a a, a poor wrestler who's defending either a fucking <clears throat> uh, a, a woman that he loves or a orphan. You know, like it it, it it's definitely making fun of the whole idea that studio movies aren't concerned with if something's good or not they just want something that's going to put asses in seats which you know that's still the case now uh and it'll probably always be the the case with mainstream cinema but fortunately um there's always going to be a place for more literary or just you know stuff that doesn't fit the mold you know i think that's where hail caesar as well i'm basically going to say that the opposite i just said but hail caesar is basically about making movies though but it's about making movies. It's like right. literally about making movies. So it's about like them making movies, which is that makes more sense. And that's a that's an okay way of saying why. Like I feel like it's a whole thing about like why they make the movies they make. Sure. 
versus like what the movies they could be making if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I see, I, I can see that somewhat, but I mean, in Hail Caesar, that's a little bit more straightforward, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not like this weird, convoluted symbolism. If that exists in Barton Fink, or if it's just one of those things where, because Barton Fink kind of has a lot of blanks left in it, that people have filled them in with whatever fucking crackpot theory, you know. Yeah, it's like what? Well, yeah, what's well, the thing with Hail Caesar? It's like, yeah, it's about movies, so I'm okay if it's about more like about making movies that like how they make movies or something so it's like that's fine right because yeah like you said it's it's basically there on the surface and he says it he basically says it in like the confessional i wrote it down because i thought it was very cool he's basically like because because josh brolin can take that easy job he said or he can keep his his job now it's really hard but it's fulfilling yeah I kind of like feel like that's the Coen Brothers going. Well, we could go make Spider Man Four, right? But we'd rather make Hail Caesar and shit like that, yeah, because it's harder, but they're more fulfilling. So I feel like that's sure. And well, and the, uh, I feel like now more than ever, it's super freaking necessary for films to <laughs> to kind of make the more difficult films because the studios mm-hmm. are just cranking one freaking superhero movie after the other. And, and mm-hmm. then, then you have the influence of, like, YouTube and the internet, which is, like, the opposite. It's, like, taking the absolute easiest route to the visual medium um, because mm-hmm. it's basically, like, a dude in his cell phone in his room talking about some stupid shit, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, and if you watch two or three of their movies together, I don't know, but I think they're at least the, the later ones, which I watched more of right. today... There, there are a couple of curmudgeons. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching it, they're all like, "It ain't what it used to be." Like, like a lot of that type of stuff is within like two or three of the movies that I watched today. I was just like, I think they're pretty crotchety old old dudes. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, but you know what's also kind of interesting about them is that even though they always do kind of make the harder, more fulfilling movies, they still had a lot of commercial success, like, you know, Raising mm. Arizona and Fargo, No Country for Old Men. I mean, No Country was Best Picture, Best... Yeah. got a bunch of Oscars for that, so... Sure, and, and you know, and, and like, when you talk about the Coen brothers to people who aren't even necessarily movie people, they'll go, mm. oh, yeah, you know, I love Fargo, or I thought... No Country for Old Men was awesome. Like you know, like they they can they can name a couple of their movies, which is is really crazy, because there's very mm. few directors that, like outside of people who are really into movies, that you can say a director or a writer that they'll know. Like you know, like there's like Quentin Tarantino and Scorsese and like the really really big names. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I just think that's kind of kind of cool. It, like oh, this whole last week, I've been like, oh yeah, I've been watching Coen Brothers movies for the podcast, and everybody has an opinion on some Coen Brothers movie that they absolutely love. You know? Well, we're not even talking about the, the, the biggest one, which is probably the Big Lebowski. Like yeah. we're not even talking about that. Yeah, we <laughs> like, haven't even brought the Big like Lebowski them. up. Yeah. I know that they have like festivals dedicated to the fucking Big Lebowski, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, insane. Absolutely, and and I mean, and, and not a like not a week goes by where I don't hear some sort of Big Lebowski joke, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, and like it's so funny because when I when I first came out, I remember going to see it and thought it was hilarious. 
yeah. but it did terrible. <laughs> like, it did. did it really? And nobody went to see that movie. Yeah, nobody went to see that movie when I was in the theaters. I saw it in the theaters. Of course, that was we were going to movies all the time back then. But... <laughs> we, well, that's us. Yeah, but like normal people, like <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, like I mean, like just I maybe mean, it's probably been a month or so. But like I was at work and I was in the bathroom, and um, you know, somebody knocked on it to see if I was in there, and I'm like occupied. And then he pounded on the door really loud and goes, "Where is the money, Lebowski?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many times like I'll, I used to say it's when there's a phone ringing at work or somewhere, and it keeps ringing forever. I'm always like, "Phone's ringing, dude." <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Like caught like when it keeps ringing, I was like, "Phone's ringing, dude." Yeah. Phone's ringing, dude. Thank you, Donnie. Right. <laughs> or like, or another good example. It's today. I'm sitting there watching uh, Barton Fink, and um, you know, Paul walks in, and he's like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's it's Barton Fink, you know." And it's the scene where he's talking to the big film producer, and the film producer's uh, yelling at him. And he was mm-hmm. like, does that guy know that you don't fuck with the Jesus? <laughs> That's it. I said, well, he hasn't been the Jesus. This is before he was the Jesus. So <laughs> I, I think I'd say nice Marmot a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice Marmot. And hey, this is like a private residence, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's like, what? What do you call off your marmot? Yeah, yeah. nice marmot, and he throws it into the tub. <laughs> the nihilists, dude. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or you're out of your element, Donnie. That's yeah. a lot one I use a lot too. Right. <laughs> well, and I mean, and it's like, that's that's one of the greatest uh, greatest memes that still goes around every once in a while is where he's like, you're not wrong, you're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I can get your toe, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you did you have to watch a uh, did you have to watch the pay per view yesterday? I, I did. I did watch the pay per view. Did you? Yes. <laughs> What I'll tell you the that? highlight for me. The highlight for me was that Ruby Riot's vagina came out in the dark match. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, really? That. Was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that pre-show? Apparently, yeah. There was a pre-show with the Riot Squad versus Bailey. Well, it was actually Ruby Riot versus Bailey. Uh, and um, I missed that. Ruby Riot learned the hard way why all the other women wear leggings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, it was funny because Pat was like. He was like, dude, I just think I got a beaver shot. And I was like, no, you didn't get a beaver shot. And then, like, the camera, like, cuts to her, and it cuts to, like, yeah. right where her, you know, um, genitalia should be. And I'm like, holy shit. And then it goes black. Like, the whole screen goes black for, like, ten seconds. And then it was, like, cut to another angle, and they pinned her real fast. And I was like, she just had a major wardrobe malfunction. Oh, man. I miss that. Yeah. So that was pretty sweet. Um. And I, like I thought, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura was pretty good. Uh, but, but like you know, t- you put the two of them together, and that's going to be a good match. Um, now it might get stale if they keep wrestling them over and over again. I feel like they're waiting to like do like their big match, hopefully later on, because this match was good. I don't think the the double kick to the nuts count out is 
that doesn't that doesn't that's not right no and not when you're talking (laughs) about like two real like two of the top superstars in the world today wrestling yeah and you kick them both in the nuts and then they get counted out that was terrible yeah now you know what i'd really like to talk about is the greatest royal rumble aka (laughs) wwe sells their soul to the saudi royal family I think I watched like half of that. I think uh, like Pat, I realized it was it, it was it was not worth watching. So I was like, I'll, I'll skip it. It's fine. Pat and it was five hours long. Yes, it's five hours long. I, yeah. I fell asleep. I fell asleep, and like the whole time, Pat and I were way more fascinated by the audience than the match. Like there was so oh, yeah, much yeah. crazy shit going on in the audience. Like you know, it was obvious that it, the Saudi royal family took up all of the front, <laughs> like all of the floor seats was like the extended rich people in Saudi Arabia and their body. Because they're all like sitting in couch. They're all sitting on couches. Yeah, they're like all sitting on couches. And like there's one part where this dude's talking on a cell phone and Jeff Hardy like oh, yeah. jumps on the ramp and runs right past him and he doesn't even look up. I'm like, how can you be front row, front row seats in a freaking pay-per-view and Jeff Hardy <laughs> is literally sweating on you and you can't even freaking stop talking to your girlfriend like what the fuck dude i think it's because i i heard what was it the rumor was that they wanted to see three wrestlers undertaker uh-huh. all right check <laughs> ultimate warrior and yokozuna so uh, <laughs> like, uh, that's how that's how, that's how much they're following the wrestling, wrestling yeah. yeah well we figured what it must be is that like there was some kid in the Saudi, like some ultra super rich kid, and they asked him what he wanted for his birthday, and he said he wanted like John Cena, you know. And so yeah. they were like, "Okay, we'll make that happen," and they freaking pay. But apparently, there's going to be more. Apparently, there is more Saudi Arabia pay per views in the works. Yeah, and like why like Sami Zayn didn't go because he's what Syrian? He's Syrian, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, like now the women went because of the God forbid the women wrestle. It's like yeah. Well, and then they show this freaking Saudi Arabia pro- freaking propaganda video where like Saudi Arabia, it's a new country. We let women drive now. Like what the fuck, <laughs> man? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but notice every time they would cut to the crowd, it happened to be like a like a little girl or a female. Yes. Like there's probably like ten of them in the entire audience. Yeah. And they're all freaking slaves that they bought from somebody in Malaysia, you know? <laughs> and they're like, okay, you were on camera. Now go back to cleaning out my toilets or I'll cut your parents' heads off. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, I don't know if any of that's true. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to state for the record, this is all purely <laughs> speculation. And I would prefer for the Saudi intelligence services not to assassinate us. Or put a hot on us. I would prefer not to have a fatwa decried on us for our podcast. Although that would get more listeners. I was so... just thinking the same thing. I was like, if one of us, if one of us like, gets blown up by a suicide bomber, maybe like five or six people will listen to us. <laughs> we'll get a couple more likes or yeah. something. Besides random dude. Right. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I like we found it totally fascinating that there'd be like one dude sort of watching the show, a kid like really into it, and then one bodyguard with his back to the camera just staring at the freaking crowd. 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, for better or worse, that's how you, t- you that's when you watch wrestling. You're like, well, the crowd really helps you watch the watch it because you're right. like, well, if, if the crowd's not into it, apparently this it's hard to follow. Like, if it's if they're doing a good job, yeah, you know I mean, it's like you can still watch a match and be like, that's that's cool, but like the crowd helps oh, really so kind of much. pump you Actually, up. Actually, that's a, there's a good case in point. When George the Animal Steel died, I was watching some of his old matches on YouTube. And there's mm. this match that uh, is him versus Bob Backlund for the title, right? And, mm. like, from a technical standpoint, it's not that good of a match. But <laughs> Bob Backlund is so good at drawing the crowd in that mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, you know, like, I'm like, oh, my God, he just pulled, a tr- a, you know, a chair out of the audience and threw it in the ring. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I can't believe he just did that. Then I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen people do that a thousand times. But, you know, Bob Backlund was such a performer and the crowd were all on their feet when that happened that it seemed like this crazy event, you know. I was just saying, both those guys have like four moves. So. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, neither George the Animal Steel or Bob Backlund had like a big crazy wreck but you know both of them were so good at capturing yeah. the audience's imagination that it was an it was you know a classic match uh so like i definitely think you're right and you know and i feel like the energy at that whole pay-per-view wasn't what it could have been because of the fact that the, the crowd just wasn't aware of what was going on so much you know yeah, they were just there because it was like a thing. So they right. just went, but they had no idea what they were seeing at yeah. all. Yeah, they were just like, okay, sure, we'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so who knows? Uh, and like, there was so, there was another match I liked at, at Backlash. I, I mean, I like Alexa Bliss a lot. I think Alexa Bliss, not only is she like really hot, she's a very <clears> talented, <throat> uh, a very talented worker. Uh, and I generally like watching her matches. She's a good heel, and I hope they yeah they keep her absolutely because they don't have many like like hardcore heels. To be they they don't they they don't and you know and Alexa Bliss is great because she's super beautiful and she's mm. just so terrible. You know, <laughs> yes, like she's, she's that girl that you went to high school with that like would be nice to you whenever you wanted she wanted you to do her homework but then <laughs> you know but then when you were like at the mall and you like wanted to like talk to her she would act like she's never met you before in her life exactly you know? she's terrible yeah she's terrible it, 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 and i think that's great i think that's the mark of a good worker is ha- and like just like elias elias is a great heel but he's so good at being a heel that the crowd's behind him you know that you enjoy watching him because you know he's gonna crack you up with how much of a dick he is i really wish they would let him wrestle though they they never, they never let him wrestle no I, I wonder what the story is with that i mean maybe because he's such a got such great mic skills that they figure yeah. you know I, mean, uh, I think he's a pretty good wrestler too it's just like they don't let him wrestle or win and they fuck oh my god they bring out the fucking no way jose yeah. god that fucking dude <laughs> god he's the fucking worst he is it's uh, <laughs> god it's like really like you ah uh, He's t- so terrible. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's the worst. It's fantastic. And then, and, then, and, then, and then when he got into a feud with like Baron Corbin at one time, he's like, come on. And like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, who fucking cares? What are you going to do? <laughs> terrible. It is. I, I, I love it. Like, it's funny that, mm-hmm. I mean, it, only in wrestling can you go, 
that guy sucks. He's the worst. I hate him. It's fantastic. <laughs> you know? There's <laughs> a fucking conga line. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he's he's on the level of, say, Scotty Too Hotty, you know? <laughs> Coming out and doing the worm. His whole gimmick is his name is Scotty Too Hotty, and he does the worm, and he sucks. <laughs> so bad. No way, Jose. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. Uh, on that note. Yeah, on that note, we're almost 45 minutes, so I think we're pretty good for Yeah. For this. If anybody listens to this, if anybody listens to this, they they were they would have already stopped by now, so Probably. Probably. They, <laughs> they, they either would have said, "Okay, this is boring. They're not talking about movies anymore," or they're praying to Allah for guidance on how to find us and blow us up. That's true. <laughs> Sure. I'm on Facebook, guys. Yeah, don't. I'm on Facebook. I, I don't think we actually directly. No, we probably did directly insult the Saudi royal family, but you know what? I feel like I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so they'll, yeah. they'll be okay. They'll be, they'll be. They'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> They should, they should be able to comfort themselves with the billions upon billions of dollars they have. Sleeping on their gold beds. Sleeping on their gold beds and <laughs> their harems of subjugated women. That's, that's cool. It's always good in my opinion, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yeah, tune in next time oh. when we think of other stupid shit to talk about. <laughs> oh, we should watch, uh, I just found out today. The new John Wayne movie is on Netflix, so we should do that for next week. Yeah, absolutely. What's it called? Manhunt. Manhunt. Oh, that already sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> Manhunt, and you should probably watch A Serious Man as well, and we could. Yeah, we could and I'll, I'll watch the actual A Serious Man and not The Resident. Um, yeah. That'll be cool. Because I think you'll dig it. I think you'll dig it, so. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, tune in next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> like, subscribe, and comment. <laughs>